What's up, Internet? You're tuning episode 55 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always, my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. It is game, Gamescom week, so we're back. We just we just dropped an episode. We were just here yesterday talking about Cult of the Lamb and Roller Drome, and here we are again, ready to talk video games yet again. Are you ready? Are you hype? I am ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So uh, this is, of course, an extra episode of the show. Uh, if it's your first time tuning in, welcome back to the podcast. Or I'm sorry, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're a weekly video game podcast normally. We also have a bunch of other sister shows. If you want to go find all the stuff that we do all over the web, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website. Uh, you can come watch us on Twitch. You can follow us on uh you know, our two channels, a bunch of other good content. We have audio versions and everything. So wherever you get your content, we're there making some stuff for you. And of course, let me remind you that this very special episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of August. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Smoky Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate you supporting this episode. And all of our sister shows and for tuning in for two episodes this week because I know that you crazy sons of bitches are going to be here. So I appreciate <laughs> you for that. Uh, so let's dive right into it because uh, this was a very, very packed presentation. Um, when I saw that it was a two hour runtime, um, you know, knowing that it's, uh, you know, a Jeff Keeley joint, I was expecting a fair amount of kind of, you know, um, I mean, no disrespect to Jeff, right? But like, we all know that uh, there's a lot of commercials call, baked into these things. Usually, there's a lot of the needless celebrity appearances and and all that kind of nonsense. And I th- we need to do we need to do Jeff Bingo cards. Like we should. Kojima does Kojima make an appearance? Kojima, yeah, a, a random celebrity who's here to hawk something unrelated to video games. Yeah. Uh, confusion as to whether it's an advert or a trailer for a new game because that happened yes. to me a few times sure. i was like what the fuck was this someone doing something unrelated to the show like we had stuff about like uh, and i know gamescom is like bigger than jeff's thing it's bigger than opening night live but sure. like i always find the awards in the middle of these presentations to be so bizarre I, we had the same conversation last year when this this uh, situation happened it was a little bit better this year because uh, Melly, who was presenting the awards, was actually on stage rather than some German lady in a box that they like <laughs> green screened onto the onto the screen. Um, so it was a little bit better this year, but then you had like the weird thing about the the games come trees and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that was like cruft. Did not expect um, a car to be on the list sorry there's a spider right there no, you're good so that's um good. yeah and, and don't get me wrong there was that stuff but i feel like it was so truncated like a lot of it was like it was like all right like we're gonna talk about the gamescom tree thing and we're moving on right it was like i also had the benefit that i didn't watch this live so i sure. skipped a lot of that stuff um like all the stuff that, that I didn't, I, you know, wasn't announcements. I um, was able to to fast forward through and blitz through. But I think, which I think I, is probably the best way to watch these things. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a fun to watching it live and like reacting along to it with the audience and like being on Twitter mm-hmm. while people are talking about it and all that stuff is fun. But 
Um, but yeah, like I, I also watched it time shifted and like it is nice to be able to kind of just like, you know, skip through this stuff that like I didn't watch the whole car segment. Right. Um, but I think even, even the cut, like the fact that it was like a Pokemon car, that that wasn't enough to get you interested in a car. No. Like, what is going to get you interested in nothing, a car? Steve, nothing, Steve. <laughs> um, but I but I think even with that, right, like even if you were um, were kind of skipping around through any of the non announcement stuff. It was a dense show. Like, there was a lot of trailers. There was a lot of games shown. And I think in terms of, like, overall pacing of shows compared to, you know, the last couple at-bats we've seen from Jeff and company, um, this one I thought was was better. Like, I thought it, I liked that it was more game-oriented. And I know I do agree with you that, like, the... Um, you know, the kind of uh, awards of it all felt a little bit tacked on, but I know that this isn't actually the primary awards show. There's a, an additional no. awards yeah. show on Saturday, and that's supposed to be more awards-oriented. So assuming that that is, right, like they got a couple minor ones out of the way today. It was like all community stuff. Like it was like the most anticipated game on Xbox, and it's like, oh, whatever. Like that's cool, but like who cares, right? Like that's not that's not a big deal, you know? Um, I don't mind those kinds of awards being kind of like quick and we're done, right? Because it's like, yeah, cool. Like, it's cool that there's hype around this game, but like, it's not, it's not like, oh, here, this is this achievement that you're supposed to be able to celebrate with your peers. Like, here's your 30 seconds yeah. to talk about your game, right? Like, th- that, that feels that worse to me. This, that, that was always the thing that, that we always hated about the, the Game Awards, right? right. Was that some people just didn't even get an opportunity to say anything. It was like, and here are these six awards, and they just put them on the screen, and they yeah. don't even get to see who they were up against or anything. It was very weird. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case here. I agree with you. I think the pacing on the show was, was pretty good. I felt like it was drawn out in some places. Some of the trailers went on, and I was just like, okay, I get it. I get what this game is now. Sure. I don't need to to see more of it i was very disappointed by the amount of cg and serious lack of gameplay yeah across the board in the trailers it was it there was, was a couple that were particularly cg heavy there was a couple that were particularly egregious where it was just kind of also like uh, and, and we'll get into the run of the show in a second here, but there was a couple where it was kind of like they're talking a lot about a game, uh, like, oh, this new studio is working on this new IP, and then it's like, okay, but what is it? Like, I don't actually, like, I don't know how much I took away from this, right? But um, but we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so, you know, we kicked things off uh, with a look at um, Everywhere. Or everywhere.game, I guess, which I thought was interesting. No, it's just called everywhere. The domain's everywhere.game. Sure, but there was a point where they showed a lower third and they said everywhere.game, like, in that. Oh, it no, was it's weird. definitely just called everywhere. That's okay. According to the press releases, it's just called everywhere. Their website is just called everywhere. Perfect. So, <laughs> rough way to start off the show for me, if I'm honest. Right, it's uh, it's very much a um, NFT metaverse experience type. Do we know that there's NFTs. Have they confirmed that? Because their website says it seamlessly blends gameplay, adventure, creativity, and discovery in an all-new multi-world gaming experience. But I saw a few people in the Discord talking about it and mentioned NFTs, and obviously it is a metaverse thing. And yeah, they spoke about that on stage. I I'm not sure that they've said anything about it. That's how I've seen it talked about, and that seems to be the the general kind of uh, reception around it. 
but um it definitely is the the like they very much i think had clear metaverse type you know um language around the game right where they said that um because they showed a few different gameplay segments where there was like an arena shooter type thing as well as like some car off-roading and stuff like that and then they showed some kind of like Stuff that kind of gave me like uh, almost like a second life or like PlayStation Home, yeah. where they were like it people like in a AAA. shop interacting and stuff. So it, um, it, it felt like AAA Roblox, where you have all these different experiences right. within like one engine. And I know it's just built on Unreal Engine, right? So it's it's not like Roblox in that it's a custom engine that people can build their own games in. It's just loads of different types of little games by the sounds of it. Yeah, and they showed, like, multiple different kinds of art styles, you know? Like, there um, there was everything from, like, a kind of, like, cartoony-looking, like, forest scenario. There was some, like, photorealistic, you know, like, close-up of this guy's face. Like, it, it it's tough to pin down what it actually is, you know? And I think comparing it to something like a Roblox is probably quite apt um, because they they talked a lot about, like it being a game about, you know, the players are going to build the world just as much and it's going to be about being able to express yourself in the world and play the way that you want to play and no matter what kind of game you like, there should be segments of it that are for you. They talked about wanting to create narrative experiences but also, like, sandbox kind of... So it it is really tough to, to, I think, nail down what this game actually is. But yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think you can call it a game because I think it feels more like a platform that it is yeah. gonna have multiple games, within. or at least that's the so goal. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, it might never get anywhere. Who knows? If they, I think, nope. if they put NFTs on it, it will go nowhere, right? And and the wild thing is that it's supposed to come out next year, that's what they said. So that's nuts to me, okay. But yeah, that's. I thought that about a bunch of the games. It was wild. Some of the release dates uh, on on a bunch of these games. I was just like, really? Like, okay. Like people are getting shorter and shorter with their release dates. So you know, here's a uh, here's a, a thing too. It says everywhere is a new multi world game experience that blurs the line between reality and the digital world. Yeah, I gotta say that leaves me cold. That leaves me ice VR, cold. Then that that so like concept. Maybe it's VR and it comes to like PSVR two or something. It could be. Um, here, you know what? I'm gonna pull this up for the folks as well, so they can get a look at it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Like it, it. My my. Because like I know that I I have a a bias against the the concept of like a virtual space right as like a platform right like a, a metaverse type experience like that like is, is definitely just something that doesn't appeal to me but I, I see i like them i always loved the concept of playstation home i used to hang out and have a hotel when i was a teenager like i like those as a concept and i feel like in vr they work really well like vr chat is the really great way to go and hang out with friends or meet new people and just like hang out in these virtual spaces where you're all doing something together I I struggle with the the bubble and the hype around them. 
because I don't think they are anything new and impressive. I feel like we've been doing that kind of thing forever. Everyone wants yeah. to carve their own part of the internet out for themselves. And these these companies are all pitching it as if it's like the the new beginning. And it's it's really not. It, it, it feels like old hat to me. And it really just feels like a way for them to get investment because it's the latest hype words that investors want to hear. They hear metaverse, they hear NFTs, they hear this, they hear that, and they, they jump on board. And it sucks. And I, that's I, what has I to think be for, for me, what I struggle with is I think the stuff that you're describing like that has been successful in this in this space is less a game. Right. And like it's it's literally a game. I don't say that pejoratively. Right. Like I, I'm like I have nothing against PlayStation Home or Second Life or any of those types of games. But like mm-hmm. gameplay is not what people came to those games for. They or like VR chat. Right. Like like that is a social experience. And yeah. it's not about gameplay. It's about community and, or, 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 you know, interacting with people. And like when I look at this where it's like, oh, it's a multi-game world and it's like some of it is like photorealistic, you know, humans and some of it's like sci-fi and some of it's fantasy and there's car racing and there's arena shoot. It's like uh, there's no way that you built all these and maybe not. there's not no way, but I have a hard time imagining that you've fleshed out all of these different gameplay concepts to a, a point where they're satisfying in five years. That doesn't seem... Yeah, I, I struggle to, to, to believe it as well. But It takes five you know, years to make a good arena shooter. You're telling me that you did that and it's just one thing I can do? And I, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's an interesting concept. I feel like if anyone... If I believed anyone could have done it, it would have been Epic Games. I feel like um, the pace that they are able to make content and games at is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if I if I buy that this is this is going to be successful, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't feel like we know enough information about it, and I felt like that about a lot of games. Like the next game, June Awakening, we got yet another CGI trailer for it, and we found out just from you know the interaction with Jeff that it's uh, an MMO survival game. It, it did say uh, it in the end of the trailer, but it was like the logo comes up, and then it's like it's an MMO survival game, and it's like oh. That's that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and 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 obviously, it's an MMO survival game, so it's going to look absolutely nothing like the footage that we saw. And I always just, I just, I hate that so much. Like, fair enough, have these glitzy CGI trailers if you want, but at least show me what the game's going to like. Garnish in some footage of what it looks like in between. Yeah, I, I particularly don't like that when it's a licensed product. I feel like when you're talking about like something like, um, I feel like Overwatch is probably like the the gold standard that I or like Team Fortress Two even before Overwatch. Or Destiny Two, like we had a, the same thing with Destiny Two Lightfall further down in the show, the new DLC from them. And that was just a CG trailer, but everyone already knows what Destiny 2 right. plays like and what it looks like, and they're excited for the new CGI stuff from the game. So well, I and, kind of could forgive that one. And and what I don't like about this, and, and it extends to really any licensed uh, property like this, is like, I don't need a CG trailer to, to establish what the world of Dune is like. 
You know, like yeah. the, literally a movie, yeah, the movie just, just came, came out. out. Yeah. Right. Like we're all <laughs> intimately familiar with the iconography of Dune right now. Whereas like another example of this later on is the killer clowns from outer space game. And that is like a very obscure property. So like, I think that does enough to be like, okay, like you could get away with that. You could get away with just being like, this is our first tease of this idea or whatever. Right. Whereas like this being like Dune awakening, if you had shown me this and then I learned after the fact that it's like, this is a third person narrative action game. And that's the main character that you play as. And it's a specific story. Then it would be like, like, oh, okay, like I learned something about this today. But this is just like, this was just a hype trailer. And there's nothing wrong with hype trailers, but like it is frustrating to me when I see a trailer for like a licensed game like this and I'm like, oh shit, that seems really cool. And then it's like, no, 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 it's It's like an MMO thing. It's like, okay. That's how I felt about like Skull and Bones when they announced that initially. And I was like, oh, they're going to just make, they're going to take the pirate gameplay from Assassin's Creed and just spin it off and make a new franchise that's just like a pirate open world MM like uh, RPG like you know that sounds really cool like I liked that a lot and then it's like oh no it's like a multiplayer ship combat yeah, it's, it's basically like, their rip off of uh, Sea of Thieves right no but it isn't the thing it's not even it not? really like that no um. like <laughs> so it's like and that's the thing is you can think of, oh, it's this kind of game. It's, it's like, it's not really any of those. Like you play as the ship, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that you didn't really present it that way. Right. So like that's always that's not a great feel. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, you know, uh, I that's not a thing that's for me. Right. Like I'm not a I'm not a um I'm not familiar with Dune as a property, so I don't have like any emotional attachment to it, and I also don't really care for MMOs or survival games that much. So, like, yeah, it's not one for me. You know, that's fine. But uh, next up, we got to look at the PlayStation Five DualSense Edge controller, which is essentially uh, Sony's answer to you know the Xbox uh, Pro controller, more or less. Right, so it's going to be like a premium, uh, customizable controller. Yeah. PlayStation did a whole uh, blog post about it. Um, so if you do want to go get like the whole breakdown, um, that does that does exist for you over there. Uh, but it, it's and, it's and we we'd heard about this a few months ago, right? From Tom Henderson, he wrote an yes. article over at Tryhard, and. Um, it basically is everything that he, he said. It was you can swap out the sticks. You can the it has back buttons. The, it has like player buttons, profiles yeah. on it and it everything. Adjustments for the for the triggers. So you can make them like hair triggers. It, imagine the uh, the dual sense, but it's like the Xbox Elite version. It very much feels like their take on it, and and I think it's good. It caters for a market. I very much like the the black buttons that they've gone for on it rather than the white face buttons um on the on the normal dual sense i don't really like the glossy black plastic at least it looked like glossy black plastic in the in the trailer it looks like it is in the photos too yeah was not a fan of that but i loved the the black uh the black buttons i thought that looked really cool yeah do you know how much this in costs i, mean, I didn't see a price. no no pricing's been released that's so whack. No pricing and no release date, as far as I can tell. That's whack. 
I don't know why you announce. Yeah, it's always like a real this. shame when they do that. I don't know why you announce a piece of hardware like this if you don't have. Like, it makes sense to announce like a console or something early, but like to be like, here's this really sick controller, and it's like, and so many people are like, dope, I want one, and they're like, oh no, no, no you can't, you can't, you can't order one yet. It's like, why? Like, why would you not just time the announcement around, like? Here's a window, I right? If they got spooked by the leaks. So maybe they got, you know, they 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 saw that it leaked and they wanted to talk about it. I I don't know, but I they, guess I maybe. Feel like, I, yeah, it's really weird because like they reference talking about God of War Ragnarok and being able to save controller profiles and like swap them on the right. fly from within the controller and stuff. So maybe like the dedicated function button that's on there, they they managed to like um, get that. Maybe they get this controller out to align with the release of God of War. I don't know, because it says at the end of the article, in the months ahead, we look forward to sharing more details about the DualSense Edge wireless controller, including launch timing. So I think um, it's probably next year, or maybe it's the holiday season product. I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. I got to say, like, it, to me, it feels like a weird choice, you know, and I, and I guess that could be the case, right? Like, if it is that they, they're not planning to release it till next year, but they wanted it to comment on it now that people knew that it existed right um and it's like well let's get in front of it before more information leaks i guess but like it feels like a real wasted opportunity because i have a hard time imagining that they they have the thing are indeed to the point where they have a final version of it that they were willing to show us and be like this is what it is and how it works and they don't have an even a rough idea of how much it is going to cost right like why not just be like Hey, like I mean, that's the same deal with PlayStation VR two, which we've now seen for a, for almost a year. I think that's different. I do. Like, I think that's a different level of investment, right? To be like, this is going to be like, there's market questions about like our competitors are putting out other headsets soon. Do we want to try to undercut them? Like, I get them wanting to wait for the narrative on that, but for you to release this and hi- have a big hype moment at Gamescom and everyone be like, oh, this is awesome, and all the people who want one to be like, can I pre-order it yet? And it's like, no. Like, why not just take pre-orders for it and announce the date later even, right? Like, I feel like it's such a quick pipeline to, this is an announcement, here's a link to where you can pre-order it, oh yeah, I'm gonna get it, bam. And like, I feel like you you wasted that moment. It's just, it feels like a weird choice to me, you know? But mm-hmm. people people who are gonna buy it will buy it anyway, right? So, what do I know? Yeah, uh, we don't even know what the replaceable modules are either. Like, it says the re- replaceable stick modules will be sold separately. They've not shown what any of the other sticks look like. No. Weird that they're sold separately, unlike the Elite controller where you get all of them. You kind of can swap the, the sticks out. I'm wondering if that, if that will make... Take them out. I'm wondering if that will make it less expensive. I hope so. I mean, if they can hit like the $100 price point for it, I feel like they're on onto a real winner. If they could undercut how much the Pro Controller... Is 160 I think the, the Elite is. Yeah, like if they could knock, like you said, like if they could hit 100 bucks and knock $50 off that thing and then be like, you can pick whichever accessories you want and if you don't want any of them, great. You're great out the box. And if you do, then... Well, cool. That's a choice you made, right? And like, yeah. it doesn't feel as bad to pay for one additional set uh, rather than like five if you're only going to use one of them, right? Like, yeah. One one final thing worth noting: the the sticks work a little differently to the Elite controller as well, where just the top comes off and it's like a magnetic f- uh, fastening. 
the whole stick comes out of this so presumably solves the problem of uh drift because you can just replace the the stick module that's drifting and i really hope that we get like um some uh hall effect uh sticks which use magnetic fields so they don't have that physical contact um so they don't they don't drift so that would be really nice if we can get that that version that would be nice i would i might invest in one uh, especially if it's that price point, because that would only be like thirty bucks more than a regular controller. Yeah, that's a good price point to hit. Um, so next up, we got another look at the Callisto protocol. Uh, we know this one's coming December second. Um, you know, this is the spiritual yeah. successor to Dead Space. We've seen it a couple times already. Um, I get, I was really disappointed with this this new footage. Um, that's interesting. I've been okay, expound I've been on that. So excited about. I've been so excited about this game. It looks so fluid and interesting in the way that you interacted with the game in the previous outings we'd seen. And then this one, we get stuck in a room with like one spinning thing in the middle and like a bunch of monsters and everything feels so static and rigid. doesn't have that fluidity that I would expect. It felt like they were trying to do like a control-style thing with like a mix of like Doom 2016, and it just didn't seem like it hit quite right. Obviously, I'm not on the sticks. I don't know if it feels feels right, um, but something about it just, I don't know, it felt... It felt off. Yo, it it's so funny. To me. This is the first time I saw a footage of this game where I was like, "Oh, I might play this actually." Yeah, I, I don't. I felt totally does. different because, like, to me, I like this seg- segment reminded me of The Last of Us, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, it, yeah, it did." And it that's didn't not that seem scary. Like, like, it didn't seem like a scary game like they were trying to show that it was yeah. in the previous games. And then you have that like section in the water, and it's just like, okay. Cool. Yeah, where it was like, like it was like an Uncharted Evil Two kind of yeah, like or Uncharted, yeah, yeah, like segment. Um, and it's funny because that one, I was like, oh, okay, like maybe this game is actually not as scary as I thought it was, and maybe I can actually play it now. <laughs> yeah, now and now I'm not as massively interested as I was. So That's funny. I'm gonna have to await reviews on this one before I before I pick it up. But previously, it was like a a day one. I was really hyped and excited about it in the in the way they showed it off before, but. I know the repetitive shooting and, and combat in that section really kind of put me off a little bit. Although I got the impression that that wasn't how you had to tackle that. Oh, scene. it definitely wasn't. You could have just thrown to, them all like, on that thing and moved yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the water stuff was really interesting. Like, that really, I was like, oh, like, this has such, like, big uncharted energy of, like, literally, he's walking and then the water, he's like, no, 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 no. And then, like, you know, he's running or whatever. And then he's, like, sliding. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, like, it feels like they're going for, like, that horror movie vibe, right? That sci fi horror yeah. movie where you get those, like, action sequences and scenes. And then you, you do get those um, atmospheric sections as yeah. well, which we saw in the previous trailers. If they can pull it off, um, like hand in hand, I, I like that like it, better. It could work well because, like, I to me, like that that I I like when there's variance in horror because, like, I feel like it makes the horror stuff hit harder if there are moments Agreed, yeah. where you're lulled you need into that comedy in there as well. Yeah, like you th- like my favorite horror movie is Alien, right? And like so much of that movie is just like dialogue and like like. Them like trying to fix the ship, and then it's like, oh, oh, and then it's like uh, something scary happens, and then you're like, oh no, like, but that's like really old school horror, yeah. But it's it's I, to, to me, it's like that's 
that's attractive. You know, like I like um I like horror that is you know, the atmospheric. Yeah, and that like isn't so obsessed with like explaining things and like, you know, like you know, just shoving like the monster in your face or like having too much gore. Like there's so many things where it's like, "Oh, look at all we can do now." You know, and it's like yeah, if, well, you, if you don't want to see the monster, go watch Cloverfield. You know, the original. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like a glimpse of two seconds of that thing. <laughs> but you know, I I, I don't know. I kind of like that. You know, like I, yeah, you should play. Uh, we you, we should maybe play Alien Isolation then on on Twitch if you like. Uh, Alien, I'd do that. I do. I do like yeah. Alien. Um. Anyway, so then next up, we got a look at Lords of the Fallen. Oh God. <laughs> Well, you got come off the bench, Steve. What? What's up? <laughs> what the fuck was that music? Seriously, like some weird fucking eighties. Like I don't know, it was something like we'd be in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie in the background of like a Lord of the Ringsy, Elden Ringy style trailer. It was fucking weird. I genuinely do not understand who made that choice and why they thought it fit in any way, shape, or form. So I totally disagree, actually, um, oh, <laughs> because it's it's like 80s hair metal and like all of the imagery of I'm like, so, I'm just I'm so I think I'm done with with that type of music, advertising absolutely everything and being absolutely everywhere. It's not everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't I just I do not think it fit at all. Oh, that's fine. But I mean, I, I to me, it's like. That's the aesthetic of that kind of music, right? Like, you look at, like, the, you know, like, Dio and, you know, fucking, like, Black Sabbath and, you know, like, a lot of those, like, old school, like, metal bands and, like, you know, um, who am I thinking of? Um, oh, my God. Iron Maiden, right? And, like, and there's a lot of that fantasy imagery and, you know, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I thought it, I, I, I get it, you know? It worked for me. I understand. But yeah, but again, it was a CG trailer. I don't really know much about the game. It was so it was kind Which of Which bums me out cuz I I was interested in it. Like I was interested in in the 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 framing of it in the beginning. And I was kind of like, okay, but like what is this though? Like is this a Souls-like game? Is this you know, is, is it a Lord of the Rings game? That was the other thing, like Lords of the Fallen. Is it a Lord of the Rings game? No, no, definitely not. Because um, he mentioned they got rid of the two, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a sequel." It's just the Lords of the Fallen was the original Lords of the Fallen. Uh, maybe it was just Lords of the Fallen, and then this is the Lords of the Fallen. Let's find out. It's a reboot. It's a reboot, it's so a it's reboot a of the, of the 2014 yeah. Souls like. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Dark Souls. Amberwolf, if you're listening, let me game. know, because you're like the Souls Queen of the Discord server. Can you let me know if, if Lords of the Fallen like hit as a Souls? Souls oh, my God. I didn't clock this. That's really funny. Um, Joseph Quinn, uh, who, who played uh, Eddie in Stranger Things, is the narrator in that. So that also... It's leaning. It's very much leaning into the hair metal thing. Um, oh, they should have got Kate. Although I guess hair metal the, is like uh, maybe a bit of a misnomer because like that is more like 
the poppy side of stuff like Poison yeah. and Molly Crew and that shit. And it's not like that. It's more. It's just a Danzig song, you know. So it's like, but you know what I mean, right? You know what I mean. I got what you mean, yeah. Um, just you know, no, I don't want to. I don't want to upset any metalheads. No, no disrespect intended. Uh, so then we got to look at uh, moving out to. There's an online mode coming in 2023. Um, I you know. Yeah. I think we'll probably talk a bit more about this one on um, Nintendo Noise this week because I think Chewie's a fan of moving out. Cool. And I'd be interested to hear about his take on uh, moving out too. Yeah, cool. Um, I never played the first one. It definitely like was a game that I was interested in, but I just never really got around to touching. So. Yeah, um, I played a little bit of it. Um, I-, I liked it. Yeah, it didn't hit as much as uh, Good Job did for me, um, which is my favorite catch co game of this style. All right. Uh, and then we got a look at a couple others, right? We had a few more games uh, here. Sorry, I lost my place. Um, yeah, so then we got another look at um, Hogwarts Legacy, which, you know, uh, we've said we're, like, not going to cover Um for I kind of want to talk about the fact that aside from me not wanting to cover about this game because of JK Rowling that I don't think it looked great anyway and the weird caveat at the end of the Switch version to be unveiled soon does not leave me much faith yeah. that it's going to be a uh, a good port and not just a cloud version. Yeah, I'm not confident. I think it'll be a cloud version, <laughs> frankly. Um I don't know. Uh I'm I feel like there's things about it that it bummed me out because it is like the idea of it being like a narrative choice, like make this choice or make that choice. I'm like, ah, I love games like that. You know, like this is a thing I would have been excited for in a different universe. Um, but yeah, it's like for me, it's I, that's that whole thing is I can't, I don't, I can't come back from it. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of just, it's dusted for me. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, if you want coverage on that one, you'll have to go somewhere else. Um, but we got a look at the new Tales from the Borderlands uh, after that, which um, is surprisingly coming out in October of this year, which yeah, feels- this was this was one of those ones where I was just like, OK, that release date came out and came out of nowhere. Yeah, October 21st. Um, yeah. Not. I guess not the craziest thing when you think about like what kind of game it is, right? That it is like uh, a narrative it's a Telltale game. Yeah, it's a Telltale style game. Um, so the like, original was from Telltale, right? Telltale yes. From Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. Tales of the Borderlands was a Telltale joint, and they did say that um, it is a bunch of the folks who worked on the original came back, um, like the mm-hmm. folks who worked on the narrative. So if you were a big fan of the original, um, this should ideally be true to that that vision. Um, and there is, uh, a new cast of characters, like a whole brand new story and everything. So it isn't a direct sequel as much as it is kind of like a spiritual sequel. Um, so, you know, if you didn't play the first one and, you know, you want to check this one out, will be a fresh jumping on point for you. My understanding is that, um, even if you're not a Borderlands person, um, that the original was really good, and I never got around to it because I never was a Borderlands fan, and it kind of came out at that p- 
peak of when Telltale was putting out like a ton of stuff. So it was easy to be yeah. like, oh, I'll pick this one. I won't play this one. I'll play that one. Whatever. I, I never got into any of the Telltale games, um, but Borderlands would definitely not have been on my list. I do not. I do not jive with that universe at all. And I do not think the art style has um, lived up. I really do not like the look of this game. Um, but that's just personal preference. For me, I am tentatively interested in it for the reasons that I said, right? Where it's like, I don't like Borderlands, but I like Telltale games. And we haven't gotten a Telltale game in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got another one coming down, which isn't really Telltale. It's Deck Nine, but yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty hype about that, though, too. We, we, all, know, <laughs> we all know how good they do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's cool. This, this is, this is definitely tight. I know that there's a huge audience, um, that absolutely adores that series. So, um, great to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad to see there be avenues for this type of game that aren't from like, you know, the four or five studios that make this kind of game, you know? So anything that gets more of these made is, is pretty cool in my book. Um, so we got, uh, a look at, um, Dying Light 2's Bloody Ties DLC, uh, which is, uh, it, it looks like it's like kind of like a, um, you know, like a, like an arena deathmatch type thing, right? Um, and it's like Carnegie Hall has been turned into like the Blood Dome, basically. Um, and... Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I know Dying Light uh, 2 was kind of a mixed reception when it dropped earlier this year, but um, I know there were a lot of folks that really did vibe with it, so, um, yeah, I'm sure that this will be exciting for them. Yeah. Uh, So then we got uh, a look at the Destiny 2 Lightfall trailer, which was the one um, that we kind of called out earlier. It was like another, you know, CGI joint. And, um, you know, that kind of makes sense, right? Um, because it is Destiny, which is one of the best-known uh, franchises in the world. So, um, fair enough, right? Like, don't Yeah, really... it would be like complaining if Fortnite put out a CG trailer. You'd be like, right. okay, well, what are you going to show in terms of gameplay? Because it's Fortnite. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um <laughs> So then uh, we got a look at, um, so now here's one I was confused. Was this a trailer or a commercial for Tortuga, the pirate game? Oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was a, an advert. That's why I, I left it off my list. I'm not sure, honestly, because I've never heard of this game before. So I'll, we'll, we'll show it real quick. So this is, uh, it's like a... Um, honestly, it looks a lot like like what I think Skull and Bones is gonna look like. I thought it was a Skull and Bones trailer at first, where it's like, okay, yeah. you know, it's a pirate adventure game. You're doing ship to ship combat. Um, you're you're a captain. You customize your boat. All that, all that good stuff. Um, uh, I am. I don't know. I like that kind of experience. So maybe for me, one for me, but uh, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see on that one. Um, and then we got um, another look at Sonic Frontiers. And every time I see it, I just, my head falls in my hands and I'm just like, why? No. Please. <laughs> just give me a good one. No, they're not going to do that. One good game. <laughs> they, 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 they won't. 
Um, but uh, I thought that one was pr- like I. I'm not going to sit here and say that Sonic Frontiers looks good, but I think this was the best showing of it. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. We got a good glimpse of what the game actually is and how it actually plays. And, like, look at the boss battles and look at the different zones and the different stages. And, and like, basically, it seems like all the narrative takes place on, like, that overworld where you've, we've seen Sonic with those weird, like, robot things um and those like structures that are like they're taken out of um breath of the wild and then he goes into these like traditional sonic 3d stages or like 2d style stages um and then has like boss battles where he like runs runs rings around the guys yeah and and there there were like the segments that we saw that were more um uh, like the more traditional sonic levels right where it is like there's kind of these points where you're just going through like a regular 3d or 2d you know like um sonic adventure or like generation yeah. level or whatever um and i thought that stuff looked okay that looked pretty good uh so it's i, I don't know like maybe this game won't be as bad as we think but uh, it is a sonic game so it's like don't set your expectations too high you know i i feel like every one you're like ah could this be the good one and it's like no no it never it never seems to be huh the next one I thought was so funny the way Jeff introduced it. I was like, do they know that they've they've like gone through the ringer in the press and they just Jeff doesn't want to even say their name on stage anymore and they just he just introduced them as a French studio. Yeah. Um, the thing that's interesting about that too though is they're publishing it. They're not making it. Okay. It's a developer called Parallel Studio that's actually making the game um okay fair enough yeah and it looks very different to like a, a traditional quantic dream game. right yeah because because i mean because I, I don't think it is right like um definitely seems to be like a story driven affair but um i did think that was was interesting um an yeah. interesting way to characterize it but uh yeah it's under the waves and it's um you know seemingly a narrative type experience where you know, it seems like there's been like a post-apocalyptic event and, uh, you know, the oceans have risen and parts of, you know, I guess. Seemingly... So this is the this is the ham fisted take on um, us destroying the planet. This is their attempt. I, to... I, I, no, they took, I, they, I, took I... Ra- they took on racism and now they're taking on climate change. I don't I don't like that. Uh, I, I'm, I know, I, I'm joking. No, just because like because we'll make fun of Quantic Dream all you want. But like these this is a different team, you know, like fuck Quantic Dream. Sure. Like um, or like at least, you know, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. The the I think the... it's more than it was more than just him, though. Like the whole studio got sued. Oh, sure. No, I know. But like, you know, the. Like, uh, leadership often has a lot to do with, like, how culture is developed, right? Um, I can't think of his name right now, but the head of the studio, um, who is, you know, also kind of pompous. It's uh, David Cage. David Cage, thank you. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna blame, uh, Parallel Studio for the sins of David Cage. I don't know enough about them to lay that on them, you know? But, uh, you know, it's, it, it. It's like it seems as though our society has sunken, right? And like you see these remnants of like old roads and buildings and stuff and you know, this guy's exploring it and this like submarine and everything and you know, it seems like an exploratory narrative adventure type thing. Um, if that's your jam. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we got a in 
absolutely fucking insane, insane look at Goat Simulator 3, which, you know, if you know anything about Goat Simulator, right, like, you know that it's wacky, right? It's very, like, over-the-top nut job kind of game. And the fact that there isn't a game, Goat Simulator 2, and they're just calling this Goat Simulator 3, like, they're in on the meme. And, like, this trailer just kept introducing things, and it was, like, there's, like, Oh, like, there's jetpacks now. There's all these skins. You can play as a rhino. You can play as a shark. You can play as a shark and swim in concrete. And, like, it just feels, like, so... Like, they're, like, driving cars now. They're causing explosions. Like, there's all this... There's, like, a thing where he's, like, making a guy's head giant and he blows up a dam. And it's just wacky. It's truly, truly wacky, over-the-top nonsense. And, you know, it seems like a fun time. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like this is gonna be a great one to uh to fuck around with on stream. Um might just land at a really bad time for, for us if we're deep into Pokemon land at that point. But um November seventeenth is when this one this one drops. There's too many games coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fun though. I'll say that. Um, I never got around to checking out the first one, but this is one I could I could see making the time for just for like you said for like streaming mm-hmm. at least. Um, seems like there's just a lot of wacky wacky stuff you can do. Uh, so then we've got the uh, probably I would guess our last look at Return to Monkey I hope Island. It's our last look, right? Yeah, I don't want to see any more of this game. I'm sold on it. Like it's out. Next month, we found out that it's coming out on September 19th, the International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, and they had such a funny trailer to go with it. I thought it was so charming. Hence, the, their like, marketing guy that was on screen, and he did this like, waving standing. hand thing. Like, you know, he's like trying to sell you on the stuff. It was hilarious. Uh, but I I was like laughing out loud. Like, I was watching it with, with some friends, and uh, they had no idea what the, the joke about the free horse armor was if you pre order it. And it's like this piece of armor that like goes into your. Your, uh, inventory. your inventory, and you can you can do nothing with it. It has no purpose whatsoever in the game. It's just aesthetics, and I thought it was so funny. Yeah, totally, totally incredible. Uh, I I thought this uh, was a was a really solid trailer, and um, yeah, it's it's great to see. You know, um, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of really, you know, really really die hard monkey island fans out there and i'm i'm super stoked that y'all are getting another uh another installment here um so yeah one to look forward to for sure really really soon right right around the corner um so then next up we got a look at um i believe it's it's moonbreaker right yeah moonbreaker yeah this, this was such an interesting game for me i was so excited about this from the uh the studio behind subnautica unknown worlds real departure for them from their previous games working with the uh the author brandon sanderson who's who's fleshed out this like sci-fi universe for them and it's this like tabletop like rpg strategy game 
the director there described it as uh, Hearthstone meets XCOM, and you get these like actual miniature figures, and there's like a whole section where you can go in and you can like paint them and it's like Warhammer. design them up. Like it's literally like Warhammer 40k. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, it is. It is like uh, one of those those miniature but just like, a, statue games. Yeah, and and I think it's funny because like the Hearthstone comparison makes sense, but I feel like it's like. It's more like Hearthstone in the way that Hearthstone was like, what if Magic the Gathering was a video game? And like, this is like, well, what if Warhammer 40k was a video game? And you'd have to spend $300 to buy a set, right? Like, you can just play this online, and there's ideally going to be an active community. And, you know, you can paint everything in game, and you have to worry about buying a figure and then fucking up the paint and, like, you know, all that, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm so excited for this. I think this it's is such sick a cool concept. Really, I really, really like cool. this. Yeah, I'm with um, you. And like when he described it as it had like a Guardians of the Galaxy or Firefly feel, I was like sold on it. And then like he was just like every unit in the game is special and game breaking. And I'm so curious as to what that means in terms of actual gameplay. Like it, there's obviously a lot of strategy that goes into every single piece and building out your team that you're going to go into these battles with and figuring out what works for you and what works for you might not work against who you're up against and you you know it's really going to be luck of the draws to is what you've picked going to work but it's coming out september 29th early access on steam i'm really excited to to check this one out. i think i'm probably going to Pick it up if I'm not too busy with Monkey Island and Splatoon at that point. This is just the problem is picking and choosing which game. It'll be there, though, right? It's in early access. So, like, it'll have if you don't get to it at early access point, it'll hit. Oh, now it's like in beta, right? You're like, ah, cool. I'll jump in then, right? Like, you'll have lots of opportunities to get into this game. But uh, I'm I'm way into that. I that is so my jam. I've always wanted to get into Warhammer, um, but money. Um, So. I love the idea of taking like the fun of that board game formula and finding a way to make a, a unique, you know, video game take on it. Uh, so then next up, we got um, a look at Friends versus Friends, which is a um, like card based kind of like cartoon shooter. From the look of it, yeah. Um, look, it, it had like vibes of that other one that we saw, Neon White. Yes, that recently came out. That kind of took everyone was into it, and then it sort of went away. Um, I don't know what that's, what difference it is. I loved the trailer for it. Though. That's that a lot cool. different in terms of just the kind of game it is. But like I, the core, like card based thing, I think is yeah. that's like an apt comparison. But uh, that's a, like an um, it's like a score chase, like level complete. Type game and this is a, a multiplayer shooter okay makes sense then um yeah it looks it looks cool it has a really good style very like cartoony and like um i like that some of them are just like wacky like some of them are like turn yourself into a giant like make your enemy's head get huge so that it's easier to get a headshot off and like things like that oh, yeah i thought that was so cool yeah. um that's really cool yeah like that's a really really novel idea um, the thing is, these like live and die by getting a um, a player base. You know, yeah. we had that same thing with that one that that came to Switch, where you would like shoot and like certain parts of the body would get bigger. Do you remember that one? And like the, yeah. you would end up like as a giant, and just the player base just never got there. Um, and it's like, and is so it going to be free? If it's not, is it 
you know, is it cross platform, cross play, like all that good stuff? Like, you know, like all of those things are things that definitely like limit its reach quite a bit. Um, so, you know, it's like, I like the idea. I hope it comes together. Like it, it seems like a fun, a fun concept, but, um, I think you're right that like, it's a game you could easily see fall by the wayside. Um, if it doesn't, you know, spark the way that it yeah. needs to. Um, so then we got a look at Lies of P, which is uh, allegedly coming in 2023. We'll see on that one. Um, oh, I think it will. Like we actually saw some gameplay. We saw quite a bit of well gameplay. As like CG. So I, I feel like this one could come in 2023. For sure. And Game Pass Day 1, which I think is such a coup for Xbox to have a Soulsborne-y game come to, to Game Pass. It'd be the first one um, that lands for them. And I loved the look of this game. I was so excited. It's like a new Souls convert with Elden Ring this year. I'm actually really excited about getting into something that's uh, a little bit of a different story, a little bit of different kind of genre and different play style. Yeah, and it seemed to have some like guns and things in there. Very interesting framing device in that it is. Um, so it's like a it's a reinterpretation of Pinocchio. Yeah, you so, play as Pinocchio, right? And, like, they showed they showed Geppetto and everything, and he's, like, this weird old, like, steampunk inventor, and he's like, ah, finally we meet my son. And it's just, like, this is such a weird energy, but, like, could be fun. Yeah. You know, like, it could be good. Um, I, You know, probably not for me, right? Um, but definitely, it, it looked like a, a very competent game. You know, like, the gameplay looked sharp. It looked like it was, it was, it, it looked like it had a good feel to it. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully for, for all you souls nuts out there, uh, it's a, it's a good one, right? And it's one that's worth checking out. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was into it. I was into it. Um, totally wacky, totally wacky stuff, but I, I like totally wacky stuff. So that's cool for, cool for me. Um, so then we got to look at, um, what is it? Uh, Atlas Fallen is is the name of this yeah one. the 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 new game from Deck Thirteen that started with the line "The sand has memories" and I was like, okay, um, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. It had like a very forespoken feel to it um, from, from at least what I interpreted. I'm not sure on it. It's probably not going to be one for me. And again, another CG trailer coming in twenty twenty three. See, I don't, I don't get the forspoken thing. For me, it, I, I feel like this looks like a survival game because it's like you think the, so? yeah, because like the 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 narrative of it, right, is like you're right, it's a CGI trailer game, but like the narrative of it is like it's this guy and he's in a, a um, like a spaceship. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, crashing. I, I get that. I, I mean aesthetically. I think it looks very much like Forspoken. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're in. I'm talking about I'm talking about a different game. I'm so sorry. That's okay. that's Stranded, Aliens Dawn. Yeah. Yes. That's that one's coming out in early access in October. Apologies. Right. Yeah, so that's the problem. I'm talking about I got my wires crossed on that one. I super apologize for that. Um yeah, so that's the one that I think feels like it's like a, a survival Game oh, right yeah, that one like, definitely is a survival game, yeah. Pod crashes, and, you know, it's like a bunch of people on a, an alien planet, and they're building a settlement and everything, and, um, 
You know, looks like it's like a survival like base builder, right? Yeah, it's from Frontier. So, um, uh, pub- at least it's published by Frontier, um, who are known for games like um, City Skylines and uh, that Colonize Mars game. Um, so it kind of feels like it's and- a- again another progression on that, um, where you go to a planet and you are um, you're basically setting up camp. And I, I like that kind of game quite a bit. Like I like I like settlement survival type building things like that when it's not like a first person Minecraft you go collect resources thing when it's more mm-hmm. like base management kind of like Cult of the Lamb but like with a combat element of like defend the walls and it's like tower defensey as well kind of like I like that kind of thing. So that's interesting to me. Um and it's coming to early access in October. So I guess we'll see on that one. Um, now that we're like Steam Deck boys, I'm like, oh, it's coming to early access on Steam. Maybe you know, we'll check it out, right? Like, who's, who's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My worry is that it, it's terrible on early access and like performance on a 3080 is terrible and then it, you know, barely runs on a Steam Deck. Could be, could be. Uh, okay, so now the sand has memories yes. and definitely feels like Forspoken because the cat, like the main pro tag, seemed like a similar start in style. The like world felt like a similar world. The, the clothing they were wearing very much felt like a, a Forspoken style game to me. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I Again, I didn't quite get that vibe, but like, I, I guess I can see what you mean, right? But like, it's just another one of those kind of like fantasy trailers where I'm just kind of like, okay, but like, because like there's this the big... What is it? Yeah, like how do I play this fucking game? And like, it's like, what they... is it? The way it's shot, it feels like it implies that it's an open world game, right? Because there's like a big like panoramic, like look at the world, and then and then yeah, there's and it like, looks like oh, you've got to get to that thing in the distance, the big floaty thing in right. space. But it's like, do you have to get there? And then there's like the whole segment with the the fight with the people and the you know mm-hmm. and the but then like you know that it, like. I kind of get the impression that it is either going to be like just like a straight up like open world type thing or that it's going to be like a souls like, you know, that's kind of the vibe I feel like I'm getting. But um, it also feels like it implies some kind of multiplayer element, right? Because like the whole thing is about these two folks meeting up and and fighting a monster together and everything. And so I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's it's I'm not totally sure what to make of it but i also do feel like i have some idea kind of but it could also just be me extrapolating from like what i've seen in trailers in the past and being like oh okay it seems like this kind of game right but (laughs) it's good to get that confirmation you know it's like this is interesting i guess but i don't i don't really know what it is so it's hard to like put it on the like oh i'm looking forward to this just because it had like a yeah and it's not and it's not like it's a known franchise and license right Right, where we said you had like a cg trailer and it was like a final fantasy you'd be like oh yeah great and it's like they do show some gameplay right like there is like this section near the end where it's like the fighting the the some of the bosses and then they're like you know like speeding along on the sand and everything and like I don't know, but like... Oh, yeah, like the Sonic run on the sand. But yeah. it's like, what is... Like, I don't know. Like, is it... I just feel like I don't know what kind of action game it is, right? Like, is it more like um, Platinum-y where it's like a hack and slash? Is it more like a Souls-like? Is it... 
you know, more just like kind of like a third person action game. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I would love to have a little bit more clarity um, rather than just like have a bunch of kind of like I like ideas swirling around and then like some flashes of gameplay where it's like, OK, I see some action. But what is that? What am I doing moment to moment? You know, um, that's a big question for me. Uh, so then we got to look at Homeworld 3, which is a space-based RTS, um, and based on the way Jeff talked about it, it seemed like it was kind of like an old-school legacy RTS franchise, um, so that's a little over my head in terms of, like, I don't know, like, what the, is there, like, a die-hard audience where this is, like, a Monkey Island type thing for that community? Yeah. I'm not totally sure, yeah. but, um... You know, I I like I like RTS as a genre, and I feel like it's one of the few genres that like I don't feel like has had like a huge resurgence in recent years. Where it's like, what's like the modern? I don't know about that. Like all of the like relic games. That's true. Yeah, I'm not not to say that there aren't good ones coming out, but like I don't feel like there's been like a big mainstream acceptance of it in the way that I feel like a lot of other kind of like quote unquote, you know, dead genres that had like a real golden age have kind of come back in a big way, you know, and like lots of really good quality RTS games come out for sure. But like, don't feel like they've necessarily hit that broader mass market appeal again in the way that like Starcraft was like one of the biggest games in the world when it came out. Right. Like, and it's, it's, it certainly isn't that anymore. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like maybe people outgrew outgrew the um the genre, which is fine. Um. But it's still one of my favorites. I still love Age of Empires. Still go back to that all the time. Um. And this is this is a relic game. Um. Home nice. World. They're really they're really the only uh the only company making these great games anymore. They they make Age of Empires now as well. So, um. They're they're the only ones in the RTS club these days. <laughs> Well, I appreciate uh, that they're out there carrying the torch. <laughs> um, so then we got to look at uh, some new content coming to Genshin Impact, um, as well as a look at a new game from them. Yeah, um, not, not the first time we, we've seen uh, Honkai Star Rail from uh, Hoyoverse. Hoyoverse. But like, yeah, which well, they've changed their name. Like that, I, I had to ask Greg because he's like a massive Genshin fan. Okay. Uh, they changed their name to Hoyoverse from Miho or something. Okay. Outside of but outside of China only. In China, they're still called like Miho. Outside of China, they're Hoyoverse now. Interesting. My my notes because I copied and pasted them into our document was because um, I was writing it as I was watching. It was I can't remember the name, but I give approximately zero shits. But looks like the Persona Five protagonist, and that was my take on that Honkai Star Rail, which is the train in space game. <laughs> Because I know it's going to be a gacha game, and I just I don't have time for those. Yeah, I just uh, Genshin is not something that like ever really tickled my fancy, right? So it's like I don't I w I think I'm kind of unfairly like dismissing this game because I'm like, oh, I don't like Genshin, so I'm like, am I gonna like this? And it's like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, you probably definitely not. should check it out if you if you I don't know because like. I, I don't feel like we know enough about what it is from the trailer that they showed. I'm sure there's a lot more information out there if we wanted to go look for it. But yeah, like the the style for me very felt very much felt like um, like it was a Persona 5's protagonist or maybe a character from Fire Emblem. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, it definitely didn't like. As somebody who has a negative perception of Genshin and like doesn't, you know, I'm not like looking to go check out Hoyoverse's next game. I don't feel like this did a particularly good job of selling me on like what it is, but um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see it a lot more times between now and when it actually gets out. So, you know, there's always time for them, I guess, to to change my mind. Um, we'll see. Uh, so then we got a pretty long gameplay clip um, from High on Life, which is the new game from uh, Justin Roiland, who you probably know uh, best as the co-creator of Rick and Morty. He's got his studio, uh, Tendo, that did that um, VR game that I cannot remember the name of right now, but was very warmly received, uh, if memory serves. And this is kind of their uh, their next at bat, and it's like a more traditional uh, first-person shooter, but like with their like zany you know, art style and comedy and everything. It's a game we saw a while ago. And like the, the rough premise is that like, um, you're, it's like, there's this race of aliens that are all guns and like, you have a bunch of different, yeah, and they'll talk. Yeah. And you have a bunch of sentient weapons that talk to you while you're fighting and stuff. And, um, or, or not even just to you, apparently, according to this game clip, they like, they were like shit talking shit to the, the boss. Well. They're like showing a yeah. boss fight and like, they're both like slagging off the boss, which is funny. Um, but, yeah, uh, I I didn't like this showing because it was Me just too, it was just too long. But I'm yeah. I am interested in this game. Like when they showed it off initially, um, it you know it seems like fun and like not a novel concept. And like I uh, was interested by the concept of like uh, oh yeah, like a Justin Roiland style video game. When when oh I think it's Trevor Saves the World. Is that what it's called? I think that's right. Um, but it was in VR. And, like, I'm not a VR guy, so I, I just n- never tried it. Um, so this was, like... Never said, tro- Trover, Trover Saves the Universe. That was close. That was close. Um, Trevor Saves the World is, like, the, like, bargain bin knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got Trover Saves the Universe at home. <laughs> it's Tarantula Man. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think this was a a great way to show off this game, but it didn't diminish my enthusiasm for it as much as I was just kind of like, I don't need to watch an entire boss fight. Like I get it, right? I get what the gameplay is of this game now. Kind of good, you know? Yeah. See, I, I, I don't like the look. I did not like the look of this game. I don't, it's not really my style of comedy, so I don't think I think you have to be into to Justin's style of comedy. You have to like Rick and Morty, that kind of thing, to to really appreciate this game. Um, and I don't think I do, but it's just fine. Alrighty, and that one is we don't have a date on that one. Never mind. I was gonna say I thought I thought we got a, a tease for that one, but we did not. Um, uh, yeah, it's the High on Life. It's uh, coming December thirteenth. Oh, it is okay. Did we already have that yeah, one? At least, yeah, we already had that date. It's coming to Game Pass. They got it got the date on uh, at the Xbox showcase. Got it. Yeah, and the fact that it is coming to Game Pass day and date, I'm excited about that. I can just you know, I can give it a shot, see if it's for me. Uh, so then we got another look at Telltale's The Expanse. Um, now this is something I don't remember them saying before, but Deck Nine is working on it. 
Deck Nine's making the game by yeah. the sounds of it from the interview. Um, it's not really Telltale's, is it? It's more Deck Nine's, The Expanse. I guess. It's really weird. Good. Like, it's like, are they working on it in collaboration? Is it... I think Telltale's publishing Deck Nine's game, from what I could tell. Which is interesting. I, for some reason, I thought Deck Nine was owned by Square, but I guess they're not. I guess they're just the gun for hire on Life is Strange right now. Um... Which makes sense, right? Like that's unless totally... they got sold off because didn't Square sell a bunch of those off? Well, that was the thing I remember thinking at the time. I was like, "Oh, what's that mean for like the Life is Strange?" Oh, no, and... Yeah, they're, they're not bought. They're actually their company is actually called Idle Minds LLC, and they just trade as Deck Nine, which is very weird as well. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, they're they're developing it, published by te- the new Telltale Games. Um. Yeah, which is actually L- LCG Entertainment, right? It's like the re, you know, reborn Telltale games. Yeah, they just they they like bought up all of the uh, the assets and the IP and are now publishing those games again. Right, and like there are folks from the original uh, studio that came back and everything, but um, you know, so either way, however you slice it, um, this is I think a game that definitely interests me. Um, I've not watched The Expanse, which is the Amazon Prime series that this is based on. But um, like I said earlier, I love this style of game. Big fan of Deck Nine. So to me, um, I've heard The Expanse is really good. So, I mean, I'm kind of in a position where I'm like, well, maybe I'll play this. And if I like it, maybe I'll check out the show. Like, it's a prequel. So I could play it seemingly without... um, spoiling it for myself which is cool but i don't know i'm interested did deck nine do you tell me why or was that another developer? no that's don't nod so okay, so I like uh, yeah, that was a good game don't nod is the original creator of life is strange they did life is strange life is strange 2 um as well as a number of other games and then deck nine was the studio that came in to make um the life is strange prequel before the storm which is all about chloe uh, who's the supporting character in Life is Strange. And that game was so good and actually re- really well received, even though everyone was like, oh no, like, Don't Nod's not making it. Like, Ashley Birch didn't come back and do the voice because that was during the SAG after strike. So, like, a whole bunch of things against it where everyone was like, oh no, like, this, there's no way this will be good. And they nailed it. It was so good. Um, and then they are the studio that took over with True Colors. So, they're, they're the okay. only studio that's worked on Life is Strange that aren't the creators of Life is Strange. Um, so they've, in my book, I, they've got this gold stamp of approval. They know how to make a good narrative adventure game. So I'm in, you know, like uh, for me, like, um, despite the fact that I don't have any attachment to the IP, I have an attachment to that studio and I know what they're capable of. So I guarantee that they can make me care about it, even if I'm not a fan. Um, so part of me wants to go watch the show before this comes out and just like, see, see what's up, you know? You might um, as well see if you like that universe, and and you know even if you don't, you might like making choices within it. Yep, for sure. Coming out next summer, apparently, and it looks like it's pretty far along. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. So then uh, we talked a little bit about this one earlier. We got a look at um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space: The Game. Which you can sign up for the beta right now. Uh, apparently, it's coming out in early 2023. While this was a CGI trailer, I think it's actually extremely clear what kind of game this is. 
Um, they pointed out that this is um, from the like the director behind Friday the 13th. Um, so if you're not familiar, Friday the 13th, um, the game was a like online, you know, um, like, uh, what's the, what's the dead by daylight, right? Like it, it was, it's like that yeah, style you game play on teams. You play on, you play on teams. You're either Freddy or you're trying to run away from Jason Freddy. Jason, that's it. And then in this game, you're either the killer killer clowns or you're running away from the killer clowns. Right. And they showed um, a little bit of the gameplay. It's the exact same kind of thing, right? Like it's they show the clowns running around with the guns trying to catch everybody and you know, you're like you and the townsfolks are gonna try to fight back and survive and escape, you know. Um sick, right? Like uh, Friday the thirteenth, um, I you know, I know had a really dedicated community, even though it was a game that had its problems. Um and then the license kind of got like taken away from them, and then that, that was like why the game died, unfortunately. So them getting another at bat with an IP that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, yeah, but- like does, is anyone taking this license off them? I'm sure they're happy to have the pennies that they're getting off of the like game sets. And that's the thing is like this is an iconic film. Uh, it's like one of it's no one of the most notoriously like good bad horror movies. So like. Perfect, perfect formula, right? Like, you can make a ton of, you know, like, for the folks that fuck with that and, and love it and know it, they'll they'll show up and be excited for it. And for the folks that have no context for it, it's like, well, it's right in the name, buddy. You got it. You know? So, seems like a match made in heaven. Um, I think, I think yeah. this has a lot of opportunity to be uh, something that's really fun, you know, for the folks that like that kind of, that kind of game. Like, the asynchronous... Um, competitive multiplayer thing not quite my jam but uh you know i do have some warmness for this film so i've never seen it but i really want to watch it it's now. fucking awful dude it's so bad i haven't watched yeah. it in a really long time but uh I, it's a fun dumb movie or at least that's my recollection of it right <laughs> um so then we got a look at uh scars above which is um third-person sci-fi story-driven kind of thing there's like this big um monolith yeah monolith kind of like it's like this big alien spaceship thing in the sky just like appears and uh it seems as though like earth sends a team to go investigate it and then this uh woman who you play as ends up in this kind of like spooky it's like sci-fi meets you know like horror like because it looks like you're on a planet and there's all these like weird monsters and i, I you know it's it seems like you it's, ever watched the you ever watched the movie arrival no okay well amy adams plays this scientist lady who goes after this alien thing lands down on space and she goes and communicates with it just to like figure out how to talk to this alien. Very thing. much seems like that, then, huh? It's basically that story <laughs> in a game form, by the sounds of it. It seems like it, yeah. yeah cool enough, sure. Um, I don't know, right? Like, I'm uh, sci-fi, like horror, like that is kind of hit or miss for me. So I don't know, uh, maybe, but didn't 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 grab me that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when like. I don't know. We already got the Callisto Protocol at home. Do we need this? <laughs> Callisto Protocol, and we've got um, Dead Space coming in January. It's true. 
Uh, so the next one was like a real nothing burger of a trailer, but um, I am going to say I'm cautiously interested. Uh, so the the next one was uh, Word Song, which is an RPG that's from uh, people who worked at Bethesda and Obsidian and Bioware and basically every great Western RPG studio. Uh, they had a credit that they were like, hey, we're the folks that brought you these. Now we're a brand new studio and we're working on something new. They're called Something Wicked. Um, they gave like a very, very brief tease of like, this is a fantasy universe that we're working on. That's about all we got, you know? Um, I am certainly interested based on the pedigree, right? We we know that I love the Dragon Ages and the Elder Scrolls and, you know, whatnots. All those games are, are beloved to me. So, you know, the idea of them getting to work on a new IP and, you know, getting to have a studio that they own and have the stake in, like, it's it's great, but... There is always that question when this kind of studio gets announced where it's like, we have a brand new studio and it's all these veterans from all these amazing teams. And it's like, they've never made a game together though. So no, but then look what happened with multiverses and they made something amazing. Right. So they could make something incredible. Exactly. But there are also other stories of like, Oh, look at all these people came together. And then it's like, okay, it didn't, didn't come together the way you thought it would. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to put that on them, right? Like I'm here for it, but I'm tempering my excitement because we don't even know what this is. So like, give me some more. I'm here for it. I'm paying attention to it now, but, um, I hope it falls on that side of the fence where it's like, damn, okay. Right. Like all these folks got together and now they can make this game and they're unimpeded by, you know, studio mandate and whatnot. Right. And like, we've seen how that plays out in the past in great ways. Yeah, it seems like it's it's uh, very new on the ground. They're hiring for a bunch of positions, but I just I love the fact that they're like a fully remote team, and they're seemingly like very staff focused. They've got like core hours. Where you only have to work from like twelve till five, and then you can work whatever time suits you and your schedule. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that they're they're implementing um, to make it a nice place to work, and hopefully they can make a great game alongside that as well. That all sounds beautiful to me so um yeah something wicked games i'm paying attention to what they do next um so then we got to look at a free expansion coming for age of empires 4 uh to celebrate 25 years of the franchise uh we're getting two new playable factions it's the ottomans and what was the other one oh i threw tea and you're just dropping it steve you're just dropping it come on buddy come on buddy pick it up Pick it up. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelie- he just, he's just like, I got nothing for you. You've thrown to me and I have nothing for you. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find the other. Uh, hmm. Malians. 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 Malians, I think is is the. Well, there you go. We got two new factions coming yeah. to Age of Empires 4. Uh, yeah, and they're not like new to the franchise. Both of them have been, been in the series New before. to the game. Returning. I- but new to, to Age of Empires um, 4, uh, which is nice to see. So, you know, cool that it's a free update, celebrate. Too. Yeah, I mean, they, they do this all the time. This is this is not the uh, the first uh, free update they, they've they've added. They keep they keep adding them, which is great news for uh, fans of the game. Um, 
it would be really nice to celebrate 25 years with a console port and i hope that that is planned at some point because i feel like tons of people could experience this game on console age of empires has been on console before and it worked just fine and i felt like you did such a good job with halo wars that game was built from the ground up to be on console though and i think that's the difference that is the difference but you know other relic games are also on console and i feel like that they could adapt the controls and make adjustments and make it work on console fair enough uh so next up we got to look at gotham knights which got an updated release date which is wild uh how rarely that happens right um the game's coming out on october (laughs) 21st now instead of in november um which is cool uh I I don't know. I'm so cautiously optimistic about this game. Like I want it to be good. I obviously I'm a comic mm-hmm. book guy. I'm love Batman, um, and the Bat Family, I should say. But I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm I, the whole like multiplayer. It's like it's it, you don't have to play a multiplayer, but it is multiplayer. I'm just like ah, that makes me so nervous. I really feel like this game feels like it's going to come out and be like a seven and i really want it to be i really want it to be good um but for some reason i just i am it gives me pause um what we've learned about it and like we've seen a lot of cgi stuff and i'm like i'm interested i felt like that trailer went on forever it was pretty long yeah and it's like i i don't i don't know i don't know i i'm i'm not I'm certainly not out on it, but I, it definitely is like, I think a wait and seer for me, and especially it doesn't help the fact that now it's coming out the day before I get married, so <laughs> not playing it that weekend. <laughs> so if uh, if it comes out and it has like a lukewarm reaction, it's one I could see me maybe skipping or maybe like get, trying to get to later, but which is awful because like I love I love the first two Arkham games, and I feel like it's been so long since we got anything from that franchise and i didn't like the last one so it's been even longer than that for me yeah but cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic (laughs) i really really want this i want this to be on my game of the year list and i just don't know that it's gonna hit that bar definitely not gonna be no i don't think so i just don't think it's gonna hit that from what's on your list so far that we spoke about yesterday i just i can't see that this makes it on there I think I think you're probably right, and that that is a bummer to me because I I want it, I want it to to hit that bar, but we shall see. Uh, so then next up we got to look at uh, where winds meet, um, which is yeah. a new adventure uh, game. We got uh, another look at you know, so CGI gameplay combo deal. Was, was your ghost of Tsushima like senses tingling a little bit or like Sekiro style senses tingling? That's what I got from A it. little bit. Like it, it did at first and then there was like some really like cartoony like superhero shit where you're like running up a wall and stuff and I was like ah oh, like I kind of want it to be a she, little... She, like, walked on, she walked on water like Jesus at one point yeah. to like, get to the ship, and I was like, okay. Which, I like, when that happened, I was like, oh, man, okay. Like, I kind of want it to be more just like Ghost of Tsushima, but, like, also, I'm like, well, we already have Ghost of Tsushima, right? Like, let this be its own thing. I'm not going to be annoyed that it's not a game I already like, right? Like, I had never um, had a major context for, like, samurai fiction 
before, right? Like, I've never, like, done the Kurosawa stuff. Like, I've never... Samurai has never... It's not a thing I've explored a lot. So, like, the idea of another game kind of coming in and establishing, like, hey, like, we're, like, you know, the Saints Row to their Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, I I fuck with that. I I could definitely see myself getting into that. Yeah, I thought it it looked cool. Um, But, yeah, I need to see more. I need to see more. I can't just be a CGI trailer that sells me on it with with minimal gameplay. I wouldn't say it's minimal gameplay. Okay, like, yeah, fair enough. This one was actually quite lot. fancy. They show, like, like multiple yeah. fights with bosses. Yeah. They show that yeah. you running across the water and blowing up a pirate ship. And, yeah. you know, I think we have an idea of what this is. Looks fun. It looks fun. I'm, I'm, this one's on the radar. This one's on the radar for sure. Uh, glad it's not coming out soon because there's too many games. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have it on the horizon. Still got some coming out very soon. They're still up on the list. Way too many. Um, But yeah, there's also like some weird ass like Kingdom Hearts ass imagery or like Death Stranding ass imagery where there's like these like swords fly. I don't, I have no idea what the like mythology is here, but like I'm, I'm, the vibes are correct for me on this one for sure. So then next up, we got uh, the announcement of Kojima's podcast, <laughs> which uh, is coming bizarre, out. Absolutely bizarre. It's coming out on September 8th um, and uh, is Spotify exclusive. And they said that it's going to be um, simulcast in English and Japanese. So there'll be like, I would imagine the way that you've always heard Kojima right as a as a non-Japanese speaker where the person who's his translator will probably translate what he's saying and that'll be the the English version um and he was like very he said specifically that like this is intended for a global audience and you know it's going to be like talking about um creating and you know like there'll be special guests and you know Jeff's Jeff's going to be on one right I think he said Jeff was coming on he said Jeff was going to have a regular segment actually hey so um, it's a Jeff's Entertainment Industry News section will also become a regular feature. Oh, okay. So not not sure what that means. Like, he really is good friends with Jeff, isn't he? Yeah, they're buddies. Um, and they said that, yeah, there would be special guests from various fields. So not necessarily um, limited you to... No, he's going to have a bunch of movie games. people on because he is like obsessed with movies. And I love that yeah. about him. I think it's so fascinating. He's probably just going to be like, who, like, who's some cool people that I've always wanted to talk to? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it wouldn't be a Jeff Keighley presentation without Hideo Kojima showing up to just say hi, right? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, good for him. Uh, so then we got a look at uh, Park Beyond, which seems like um, you know it's a roller coaster tycoon spiritual successor type game, but we already have a yeah, planet not, coaster, not, right? So Not the first time that we, we've seen it either. Um, yeah, we've got a planet coaster. I feel like this did show that it went a little bit further than some of the stuff planet coaster can offer. Um, has a little bit more variety in there. I, I don't know. I, I like this style game, but I agree with you. I feel like planet coaster is like the gold standard, but then I feel like um, Frontier is the gold standard of making those style games. Hey, competition breeds excellence, right? So, if uh, if they want to come out and offer an alternative that is hopefully better and one ups what they were doing in some way, then 
That's a good thing. So <laughs> we got Jeff's commercial for the the mini Ace Man concept car, which is a gamer car with Pokemon integration from Mini Cooper. Uh, it's not even a gamer car. They showed this because I love cars as well. They showed this off weeks ago. It's their new, um, it's their new electric crossover to Ace replace Man. the Mini Paceman. Is the goal with the Ace Man. And uh, to get it in a Gamescom, I guess they were just like, yeah, well, how can we do like, do this? We'll do a crossover with Pokemon and we'll have it project Pikachu up on the wall. And like that'll do the job and, you know, we can sell and Pikachu's on the he's on the dash. Come on, buddy. The whole really? thing has electric sparks. This is crazy. Well, the, 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 uh, the whole of the dash has like a projector built in so it can project whatever they want on it. So they can they can put like anything on there which i guess they could like change it to any pokemon that they wanted as well i'd be interested to go see this if i was at the show i'd want to go see the car because i like i like electric cars but weird in a presentation all about video games to have an electric car and this probably paid for the whole fucking thing so (laughs) you know like thanks thanks for the money bmw it's like business is business my guy uh so you know whatever um has to happen right um so, last couple things to touch on here. Um, we got a big, another look at um, uh, the Outlast Trials, which has a closed beta that is imminent. Uh, it's October 28th to November 1st. Um, I don't know. What about what do you think about this one? I like horror games. I played a bit of Outlast before I've watched people play Outlast. I think it was a pretty scary game. It's nice to see them um, really showing off the follow-up now um, with the Outlast trials. Um, closed beta, I don't think any, anyone's really getting in on that anytime soon, so we won't see anything more. And if, even if they do get on it, you're not going to be able to uh, to actually see any footage from there. Because uh, no one's allowed to share anything, is ending it up to the eyeballs. So expect this next year. Um, is what I would say. Um, we got a couple other like little quick looks at a couple other games. Um, some of which I thought did look pretty interesting, but they were like like we got like Dorf Romantic, which is was like that puzzle game. Um, yeah, I want to talk to Chew about that one as well on. Um, uh, Nintendo noise because I know he's a, he's very excited about that one coming to uh, to Switch to Switch because it was apparently uh, pretty successful on Steam when it when it originally yeah. dropped. So it's like it was like a couple looks at games that are have been on other platforms and stuff like that. So we won't we won't spend time talking about them here, um, but some games that looked pretty good. So then um, we got a look at uh, two more. Um, the first was the finals which is being worked on by uh, Embark. Um, again, I, I don't know. Like, what, what did you think about this one? I, I feel like I learned nothing from from it other than um, there's a play test on Steam soon. So I guess if you want to p- try out and find out what it is, then yeah, there's a play test coming up. Yeah. Definitely didn't didn't super stick out to me either like it was just like another kind of like you know just like a just a basic cgi thing and you know like yeah like there's you know it's just some 
you know, I don't know. Okay, I, I guess, right? Um, and then I think uh, arguably a pretty big thing to close out was a, a, a big um, look at Dead Island 2, um, which is apparently... And confirmation that the game exists, right? Because we, we've not had anything about this game for years. Yeah, it's been in development for I don't even know how long. Um, I The last one, the first one came out when I was in college. It was like 2013 or 14, I think. Um, so yeah, the fact that this is um, confirmed that it still exists, it's out in on February 3rd. It got a hard release date. Uh, it's set in Los Angeles. It's the most we've seen of this game in ages, it feels like. So um, I thought this was a, a, an interesting way to close it out because, you know, it's definitely um, the original was, was a big deal at the time. Um, don't know how it's going to hold up today because obviously the, the landscape is a lot different. That was kind of like at the peak of like interest in zombie stuff again. Um and now you know, that that wave has kind of waned. Um, so, you know, it's... We'll see, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like people are still really excited for these games because, yes, I think zombie stuff maybe has, like, waned a little bit. Um, but I feel like that is on the, the scary, um, stealthy, like, you know, that kind of zombie rather than the, uh, the hammy comedic like haha this isn't scary this is just fun to, like hack and slash through kind of zombie which i think is more what dead island goes for sure yeah that's that's fair to say um we'll see about this one you know it's interesting because right it's been in development for so long so it's one of those things where it's like is it has it been in development for so long because that was really tortured trouble development has it that been time well spent is it a game that feels old now because you know, I, I don't know. How many generations do you think this has gone through before it got here? Um, you don't know, right? Like, was, was it started and restarted, or is this been a continual... Like, it's hard to say, right? But um, it's finally going to hit the finish line, and, you know, I think there's certainly um, there's certainly a reason to be excited for it, right? Like, we, we, we know that the original was a hit, so, um, you know, for fans of that, I'm sure there's going to be some level of hype for, for this to finally come across the finish line. Whether or not it, it sticks the landing, I guess, remains to be seen. But, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I could I could be persuaded. Yeah. And, and coming out so soon. Like, I was really shocked with that February 3rd release date, like a solid release date, not just like a window, like early 2023, like an actual day yeah. when they're saying this game is, is landing. Uh, which I think is cool. So other like weird tidbits like LA as an island, I guess um, this is like post-apocalyptic and we've like the rest of the USA has sunk or something or like it's branched off of the United States. Uh, and Alexa game control. Did you see that in the end? end I did. Yeah. And and like the weird tidbits that's come out since then that it's going to tie in with um, Amazon's Alexa and you can tell you it can, to like, like, change your the, weapon. the zombies, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. I wish that they had shown a little more gameplay. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, I definitely it's, a big. We'll, we'll get more. It's we'll, definitely we'll a big piece of news it was a good way to close things out right like um oh my god dead island came out in 2011 steve <laughs> so that's a 360 game 
Yeah, it was. Jesus. Yeah, this was announced in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm refreshing my memory here. So it has changed hands multiple times. It was originally getting made by Jaeger Development, uh, and they worked on it in 2012. They got kicked off the project in 2015 and got replaced by Sumo Digital. And then they got removed and got replaced with Dambuster, who's an internal studio from Deep Silver, who've been working on this version since 2019. So this game's been canceled and restarted twice. Oh, dear. Wild. Okay. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, see how it goes. Uh, coming to last-gen consoles as well, there was quite a lot that I was surprised that were coming to, to last-gen consoles as well. Like, that Scars Above game had PS4 in the end yeah. as well, and I was like... A 2023 game that's still targeting PS4. Um, a bit weird, but we'll see. I, I, Dead Island 2, I think a lot of people are excited about it. It looks goofy. It looks fun. It looks like they, they nailed the um, the theme and like the feel of Dead Island. Yeah. So if they can pull off the game, if they can pull off the, the environments and the, and the story, then I, I feel like they're onto a winner. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more on this one at um, the Game Awards in December. Probably, yeah. It's very interesting because, like, it's going to be interesting to see if this game comes out and hits because, like, I think I'd almost feel bad for Techland considering that um, Dying Light 2 just came out and was kind of, like, lukewarm, right? And, like, this was their game and then they broke off to go do um, Dying Light because they didn't have ownership over Dead Island. It was, like, a very, like, messy whole situation. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. We'll be interesting to see, like, how it comes out and if it, ends up, you know, um, hitting, you know, after all this time. But, you know, it's, fi- it's finally hitting the finish line. They, they put the time into restarting it twice. So you got to imagine that they think it's pretty good if they're actually going to finally put it out. So, um, hope, hope or it's like we need one. some money back. Can we please just get something? Yeah. It could be one of those situations. Some return on our investment here. But anyway, that's all the announcements from Gamescom opening night live. Uh, I think overall, good show. You know, I think there were definitely weak points. There was some stuff that went on for too long, but it was a very, like, announcement games-oriented presentation. And um, that's, I you know, even if some of those things are, like, kind of nothing hype trailers, like, I'd rather that than, you know, the watching The Rock work out and tell me about his energy drink or whatever, right? So, like... Oh, felt like an improvement, God, yeah. I think, over what we saw yeah. at Summer Games Fest um, kickoff. So, uh, yeah, not the best presentation, but I thought a solid one overall. And and lots of games to look forward to um, and looks at games that we were already looking forward to. So definitely definitely not a bad one either. I'd say I, I'd, I'd give it like a solid like B, B plus maybe if I'm feeling generous. Yeah, I think so. You know? There wasn't any like slam dunk in there um, for me. Um, uh, some unexpected games, like and some stuff that I, I'm really excited about. But well, there wasn't anything there that was like that had like real impact. Like there was a huge surprise because I yeah. feel like Dead Island too. As much as it was a great ending to the show, it wasn't like a real hype game that everyone was everyone went mental for. Um, but there was still still a good range of stuff in there, and nice to see some deeper dives on some of the some of the games that have been announced. Agreed. Yeah, I think all, all said and done, uh, at the very least, a solid presentation, which, yeah, you know, is uh, that's good enough. You know, that's all. You, that's the bar you need to hit. 
Um, I think I think it, this is easily one of those ones you can chalk up to like everybody who watched this. I think will walk away interested in at least one of these games. Whether or not it's the first time you've seen it, I guess is a different question. But you know, can't make everybody happy all the time. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, if you want to write in and let us know your thoughts on any of these games, um, let us know. You know what were the what were your standout announcements? What was your game of the show? Any of that kind of stuff? We're interested to hear from you. Uh, you can keep the conversation with us rolling over on our Discord, uh, where we every single week have a thread where we discuss um, the past week's episode. Um, speaking of which, if you know you haven't already, go check out yesterday's episode where we gave our impressions slash. A review in progress on both Rollerdrome and Cult of the Lamb, two of the hottest indie games out right now. Uh, go check out our sister shows, Nintendo Noise and the Steam Deck Podcast, and uh, yeah, all the other cool stuff we got going on. Our sister channel, go check out the Twitch streams. We've got um, Steve's current playthrough, or original playthrough, excuse me, of uh, Shenmue going up um, an episode a day right now, so that tickles your fancy you can go check that out um, but if you want to find links to all of these things including our patreon all the other places you can find us head over to flipscreen.games that's our website and of course the easiest way to find us wherever we are so for the show i've been pete he's been steve we'll see you next week i got it right this time yesterday i fucked it up but this time <laughs> i was right you know that's right